You Can't Sit With Me, hosted by Deanna Espear. This is a very unexpected episode. Um, I need to preface this for a bit, okay? So I got into Bravo watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Everyone knows that. Not everyone knows that I actually started watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because I moved to LA. Didn't really know what it was about. Thought it was kind of weird. Thought it was kind of a shithole at first. And then, you know, when I was watching The Real Housewives, I was like, no, this place is actually kind of glamorous. It's actually cool. And then I saw this woman on TV um, called Cal Richards. Do you guys know her? I talk about her all the time on the podcast. You know, she's my favorite. You know, I am so jealous of her marriage. I'm so jealous of her family life. And um, it just so happens that one of my family friends, Sharon, who saw me grow up, she used to babysit me as a child, is Kyle's best friend. In case you guys didn't know, in case you guys didn't see the show, Sharon likes killing bees, okay? No, oh, God. <laughs> Sharon <laughs> It, you know, has been called. If it involves saving my best friend's life. I will. Always it was kill either them. the bee or me, it so that was the problem. She always will choose Kyle. Yeah, so the, it was Kyle or the bee. But wait, so wait, what am I saying? We have Sharon and Kyle on the podcast today. I can't even say this. Oh my gosh, Sharon got so much heat about the killing the bee, and the truth is that was like right when it was we were starting to learn about you know that the bees were dying off, and people were like coming at her. I was like, I didn't even know about this. All I know is if I get stung, I die, and I hope pray to make it to the emergency room. So, thank you again. I saved your life. <laughs> she said, uh, "Do life. it all over again." <laughs> so you actually got kind of you got a lot of hate because of that episode, Sharon. I did. Can you believe the things that people get so worked? I mean, I understand. Yes, it was. I got day. emails asking me to go back to my country. And I was like, <laughs> what country do you want me to go back to? I've been here for longer than I was in Mexico or Switzerland. So I really didn't know where to go. So I just decided oh to stay. Oh, my God. I mean, let, let, let's be real. I understand that the bees need to be protected, but I'm sure that every single person who sent you a message about the bee has ki killed a bee themselves. Plus, Kyle is highly allergic. Like, no, she so will literally die. Like, yeah. It's not a joke. So, anyway. you know what? You can send hate along my way too. What, whatever, whatever the fuck whatever. you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're on a reality show, you're just, people are going to come after you for so many different things, things you would expect and things you would never expect. And it's just part of the deal. I don't know how you guys do it. I see your tweets and how you, you know, respond to people. If I got half of the tweets that you got, I would literally just like crawl into my bed and cry for months. Twitter is a nightmare. Twitter is just um, honestly the most toxic, negative place you can ever go to. None of the women in our castle, the majority, I should say, even look at Twitter because it's so depressing and toxic. And when you're doing a show like this, that's where they go to hurt you and come after you where Instagram feels a little safer and more normal people. And, and Sharon, Most you're like, you're not on the show, but you're obviously Kyle's best friend. You guys have been best friend for, you said, what, 22 years? No, wait, 12 years. I want, I want to say that I'm one 26. of her best friends because Kyle has a lot of best friends. If you would meet her, you would love her. She's one of those like friends that everybody wants to be her best friend. So I'm going to just for the record say that I have to share her with other girls. But Sharon I don't want does know coming. every detail of my life. Yes, I do. Every but, secret. But you're the OG best friend though. Yes. You're the OG best friend. Wait, Sharon, tell me something yeah. before we get into this very special episode. I have a bunch of questions ready for you guys. Why are you not on the show? 
that's a really good question. I think the reason why I'm not on the show is because if I was, I think that they would have to rename the show as the Kyle and Sharon show. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw them right yeah, now, they're she, both wearing cowboy, cowboy hats. They look the same, just the blonde brunette version. What were you going to say? They wanted her on the show. We've wanted her on the show. It was um, her husband that uh, didn't want to. Right. So... Otherwise, you would have seen her by now. <laughs> Can we be real for a sec? Sharon would Always fuck real. shit up. Sharon would be such good TV. She would get herself in so much trouble. I would, I, I mean, I think I end up in jail. But that's the thing, the funniest, I always say Sharon is one of the funniest people I know. And part of her humor is inappropriate things that would get her in trouble. But I would never want to stifle that about her because so many people come onto the show and they're great and then they get heat and then they change and i that would torture me so i'm like you have to just not care but you know it would never change right you better not never never sharon brings a lot to the table (laughs) yes including the tequila Oh, the tequila always helps. The tequila helps, yeah. Since we are, you know, Kyle, I've noticed something. First of all, you've really inspired me to live my best and most glamorous life in LA. Thank you very much. Um, I hear, you know, what I've seen of you over the years on the show is that your taglines always seem to be about what it's like to live in Beverly Hills and to grow up in Beverly Hills and how you know, you can always spot a fake and... Well, I am born and raised here, yes. You are born and raised and you started working in the entertainment industry so young. You just you just know your shit. And <laughs> I thought, you know, we could be talking about the housewives and the drama and the thing and I get that it's the show, but I wanted to do like an evergreen episode and I want to talk to you guys about Beverly Hills social etiquette. <laughs> Let's do it. I want the two best friends, you know, the one who's on TV, the one who's not. And I kind of want to see if your opinions align. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. We're ready to play this game. This is like Watch What Happens Live. Okay. Okay. We're ready to play the game. So. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. I want to know how you guys are able to spot a fame hoary friend. A fame hoary friend? What, what they, when, when they would knock you over, knock you to the ground to get in the paparazzi shot. <laughs> right? No. Totally true. So like what? Like you have friends, you'll go out with them and paparazzis take photos and they want to like be in the shot when the paparazzis are like obviously there for you? Literally, well, yes. Yeah, we used to like, you know, spot the people who would always like try to make sure to run out there and get in front of it. And so it, they, they, they think we don't know that what they're doing, but it's very obvious. It's us. never me. Never. What do you do, Sharon, in front of paparazzi? <laughs> I'm, like, always her shoulder pad. Sharon's I'm always on her shoulder pad. Sharon's There's always no... either looking down or looking off. Yeah, like... I'm always like, yeah. You're like resting bitch face side profile. Yeah. I pretend yeah. like I don't care, but meanwhile, I'm praying that they take a picture of She's me. She's like, oh, this is so annoying, but does the profile look good? <laughs> <laughs> That is so Sharon. She's like, fuck you guys, but like, do I look good? Um, we can never get one good shot coming out of Craig's. Like, never. But, but for some reason, you know, the lighting is very bad leaving Craig's. I agree with that. The only person who looks beautiful leaving Craig's is Chris Jenner. You, you always look fucking good. What are you talking about? But wait, I have a question. So I, is there like specific behaviors of people, like not just the paparazzi shot, but like, I don't know. Do you, Can you spot like weird behavior when someone is really kind of fame hoary besides the obvious, which is like jump in front of the paparazzi? Um, I think that, you know, when someone's already in the spotlight, when they will do absolutely nothing and have no pride, you know, just um, 
when they have nothing to lose and will do anything, which I've never been that person on the show. But when you see that, you're like, they will do anything for fame. And, you know, you, you have to have your, your limits because you have to live with yourself at the end of the day. Right. You have to be able to you know, have a clear conscience. So I think a lot of people don't because they'd just rather be famous. So Sharon is obviously the opposite of that. We have seen. Um, so far. So far. Who We're knows? not closing that chapter yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually watched a show the other day and someone said, fame is not the goal. It's a consequence. And I feel like Sharon is one of those people where like she would do some shit and become famous for it, but she's never someone who's going to like look for fame. It's I have like a you. feeling it would end up being infamous, not famous. Because it would be something totally incorrect. You know, it's just so different now too. When I was growing up, you know, you equated you know, being famous with success, like, oh, you're on a TV show and then people know who you are. So that means, you know, you're successful. And, but when I was a little girl, I mean, there was only like seven or nine channels. Everybody knew who you were. Uh, but nowadays it's such a different thing with how many channels there are and social media. It's just taken on a whole, you know, different meaning. And that now it's actually like scary. I never would have thought I'd be weird about it. And now I've actually gotten a little bit weird about it. So that's why I don't even really go out that much anymore. <laughs> like, are you afraid of it, you mean? Like, is it scary? No, I'm not afraid of it. It's just different now. It's like, it feels, it's not just a reward of your hard work now. Now it's like, I don't know, it's, there's a lot of toxicity coming to you and negativity negativity, and, you know, a lot of yeah. haters. Like, that wasn't a thing when, when I was younger and on a TV show. So yeah. you kind of just like want to stay away sometimes. It used to be like stick a poster of someone in your bedroom and now it's literally like you can insert yourself in the narrative and f really affect someone with like a tweet or a DM or something. It's Absolutely. Kind Absolutely. Of um, yes. I want to know how to spot a gold digging gal. When their boyfriend, when they're younger than their boyfriend's children. <laughs> I said when she's pulling the wheelchair and wearing a 20 carat diamond with a Chanel pink bag and fake boobs and blonde hair. Well, that too. Yeah. Well, then, so we're, then, yeah. You know. You're saying the funnier version of what I'm saying. <laughs> you're saying yeah. But do you see that? Do you see the funnier version? Do you see like this hot chick like pu like pushing a wheelchair? I mean, that's like a, a you know an extreme cliche, but yes, it happens. I mean, often. You know, yeah. But you, you just see it, you know, when you have to sit there and wonder, is that the daughter or is that the girlfriend? And if all of a sudden, you know, they're like wearing a big diamond and they're just, they don't, you can feel that they don't feel comfortable in the environment. You're like, okay, I see what's happening out here. <laughs> right. When someone's like sticking out like a sore thumb, like they're not, they don't feel comfortable in that environment. I, that's a very fair observation, actually. I mean, yes, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? When somebody like feels, looks like a deer caught in the headlights and they're like, you know, look like they, uh, <laughs> the, anyway, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I think you got the point. I want to know in Beverly Hills, what is an absolute no-go at a formal charity event? Like what is something that you could do that is just unacceptable? Well, I just had that done to me, uh, at a charity event that I, uh, went to for Garcelle and I went there and I, supporting her with her charity and donated to her charity and she got up and made a speech putting me down which I didn't even know it was about me but she said oh some people are my friends some of the others not so much and I was like I've never heard anybody talk like that at a, at a charity event or any event and get up and make a speech ever so I was very taken aback and I would say that's definitely a, a, a big no. 
Yeah, it was not a bit like I I liked Gossa until I saw that. And then Did I was like, no, that? thank you. But the worst part was that I didn't know. I thought we were getting along great. I'm smiling and she says that. And I was like, who? And then Teddy goes, she looked right <laughs> at you, made eye contact. And I was like, the truth is, I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, in the moment because you're like filming, but like, and I'm a very emotional person, but it actually hurt my feelings because oh. I mean, I had flown in from North Carolina. I was filming the movie Halloween and I was like, couldn't really see my family that when I was, you know, home for a few days, I was shooting the housewives and I didn't get dressed up to go and support her and donate to, to have her say something that was rude and hurtful to me, but yeah. Sharon, what do you think is the no, what is that your big no, no? I have a different take because I was, I was not at that charity, but for me, a big no would be, I think wearing Tory Burch and a scrunchie (laughs) (laughs) or, buying a table and having empty seats yeah that would be terrible <laughs> seat fillers if you cannot fill a 10 person table for a charity then you're very low in friends and another really big no is to accept going to a charity and leave the seat empty because then you have the people like sharon to be like now people are no, gonna think people i couldn't fill the table no <laughs> right, right 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 and so is it is it acceptable to like go at a at these charity events and attend but you don't donate for example or you don't do auctions is that like an acceptable thing or is that kind of like frowned upon I think, no, I think absolutely. You know, when I invite my friends, I'll say, please don't feel like you have to give anything. I want my friends there as support and to have fun and to make the evening fun. I have friends that can afford to give a lot and I can have friends that can't afford to give any, you know. So, and if you can, even just the littlest amount, people really honestly do truly appreciate even the smallest amount. And I know people feel embarrassed to do that, but it just shows that, you know, you you know, you want to support them. So I think any amount is fine. Sharon, do you kind of agree? Like there's not that kind of like snobism in Beverly Hills where like everyone's expected to donate all the time. Not at all. Because by the time you're invited to a table, the table's already paid for by the, by the person that invited you. So it's the donation's already been given. So whatever you give is just extra. I'm always shocked about cer- certain like people like that you wouldn't expect. And then they give so much and you're kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, of course there's the people that talk about the people that they have so much and they could have given more. But I really... You know, I just threw a, an event for Children's Hospital Los Angeles. I really didn't feel like that at all. I was so grateful that people showed up because I had never thrown my own charity event. So um, I was very, very grateful. That's amazing. People I give mean, a lot of money. People give a lot of money. Do. People you wouldn't know. People who like, you know, they, people who don't spend money on like, you know, things that we would love maybe, <laughs> you know, but they will go and give to charity, which I respect a lot. You know, Sharon, you know the Geneva scene. You know, we have a lot of those too. Yes. A lot of those too. I will tell you from my experience, I don't know if you know anything about Geneva, Kyle, but in Geneva, oh my gosh, if you're in Geneva and you don't donate, you might as well just move to the border of France. (laughs) No, you may as well move to Costa Rica. Let me tell you. Wow. Let me fucking tell you. Um, I feel like LA, um, LA is a bit more open-minded. There's like more diversity. Like Geneva's very close-minded. I have another question for you, Beverly Hills housewives. You are a housewife, um, Sharon. Maybe you're not on TV, but you are kind of a little bit. Well, I guess after 25 years of marriage, we're real to a housewife. I was actually a real housewife today, not capital H, scrubbing toilets, literally. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yes. I'm cleaning my own house because I'm, I'm here in Colorado. And I was thinking if Sharon could see me right now. And I was just she like this. I was just like Sharon, do you scrub toilets? Uh, no. 
I don't in LA. Don't I mean I'm not trying to act like I do that all the time. I don't in LA. I just do here because I don't have um, any any uh, healthcare. Right. I would rather it, move to another house before I start the toilet. <laughs> Let's start from selling and start from scratch. Sharon would rather live in her car than yeah. have to do that for sure. I'm crying. It's a nice car. Yeah, it has it, to be a nice car. This is what I needed from you guys. You know, people, a lot of people have this opinion that people who are on TV, uh, Sharon's more high maintenance than the person on TV. For sure. No, that's for sure. That's amazing. I I think so. Yes. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) that's a compliment for Sharon. That's a compliment. I take it as a compliment. I know it's not very well seen, but I am who I am. So in Beverly Hills as a housewife, when is it okay to not tell someone that they look amazing because you guys have definitely lied when you've said to people oh my god you look amazing I don't know I feel like here's my here's my honest and I know it's gonna sound like I'm um trying to be PC but I really think the women and are like when I watch the show and you know I think god these women are all really beautiful women you know um and they really make an effort if I think they look ridiculous and not great, I just won't say anything. But they, the truth is they really, they really bring it, make a big effort, you know, more than I do. No, no I, I mean, sometimes I make Honestly, an effort. And I, sometimes think, I, I think you're the person that always gets, puts together the best. But when even you, when you're in your sweatpants, even when you're in your sweatpants, you always look Beautiful. That's not true. And that's way before the show. This has nothing to do with the show. Kyle has always been one to always look pretty. No, but I'm not like, I don't like put myself together. Like when I'm not, when I don't have to, I'm looking like a ragamuffin. Oh, disagree. <laughs> disagree. She always looks good. I'm a self-professed ragamuffin. Let's take the hair alone. You're not someone who requires highlights and hair extensions. So for you to not do something... You just look good. Whereas someone like me with hair extensions and highlights, if I don't brush my hair, I look like a fucking troll. So like you say, I haven't really put myself together, but you always do look good. And so does Sharon. She literally always, or, uh, that I'm going to say about you, you wake up already put together. Well, I have straight hair, which makes my life easier. And I know how to do makeup. I just don't know how to style hair. So that's why, I mean, I'm looking at us right now, Sharon. We're literally like the twin of each other. We have the same kind of hair, like thick, straight hair. And we're just like, you know, yeah. So when we, that that part, I have a little head, you know, leg up, I guess, a little bit. But so you never look messy. You don't. She look never messy. looks messy. Trust me when I tell you, she never looks messy. She brushes her eyebrows to go to bed. I do do that. <laughs> Neither do you, by the way, Sharon. I saw you on I lockdown do. when I you couldn't do, do your I hair. Can look like, I can look. No. Very no. bad. No. Disagree. That's just part of my OCD, though. The brushing my right. eyebrows. Right. And the I wash my face, I brush my teeth, I floss, I do all my creams, and then I have to brush my eyebrows because they're big and unruly. Okay, so and I don't want my husband to look over and be like, ew, what are those big <laughs> hairy things on her, on her face? Do you guys still kind of get self-conscious in front of your husbands? Like, I want my husband to think I look good? Yes, I do. <laughs> I always, I, I when my kids were little, you know, I would hear like his car coming and I'd like go to put lip gloss on and my kids would go, where are you going? <laughs> Nowhere, your dad's home. <laughs> That's so cute, Sharon. You don't give a fuck. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if my husband like he doesn't really get that though because he's ever he hasn't seen me not be like that. So I mean, I'm not running to put on tons of makeup. He doesn't even like makeup, so I just like to have my you know 
But Tea Brush has nice. lost perfume. You know, my hair is looking nice. I have to say that, but you're a really like you always make a beautiful home for your family. Like when you know when Maurice is coming home, you always light the fire, you yeah. light a candle. There's always like a beautiful scent in your house. My she mom, she's a really that. good cook. She loves to cook. Like, you know, so this, the table's always set. I always make fun of her. I'm like, why is the table set? She's like, because this looks pretty. It looks like, pretty. I, I don't understand the table well, set when people are not sitting there. <laughs> so I know, I'm, I'm trying to say that. Okay, well, what I'm trying to say is that when you walk into your house, it never feels like a house. It always feels like a home. Thank you. Well, my mom taught me that, and I have four daughters, so I have to set a good example. And I think that's, I always want my husband, when he comes home, to feel like this is the best part of his day. So I make it feel welcoming. It's really so fucking cute. Twenty five years later, I can see, I can say that she is the best wife I ever met. That's nice. It shows on TV. It actually fucking shows. Sorry, I was gonna say that doesn't mean I'm nice all the time. <laughs> no, and then one one thing has nothing to do with the other. But what I'm saying <laughs> that you are a good, you really are a good wife and the best mom. Thank you, thank you, the thank best. You. you are also. I learned well, from you. you. You guys are so cute together. Can you stop? I'm gonna vomit. Um, guys, <laughs> so Sharon, you don't give a fuck. Um, no. Oh my gosh. I'm like, it is what it is. I don't know if it's a lot of confidence or not confidence at all, but I don't know. I can't be like that. I, can't, I, I don't, don't know how don't not care. to. I don't know. Maybe it's my Leo rising. I have too much pride to look like messy and not like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Okay, my Leo, it's my Leo rising. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on my Leo. Do you guys believe in astrology? I do. Kyle, everything is astrology. She meets you and she's like, hi, nice to meet you. What's your horoscope? Yes. <laughs> and I can she guess is. sometimes too. Yeah. What, what's, like, my, what's my horoscope? Way, she's like 90% right. Every, she's like, let me guess. You're this. You're that. And people are like, well, how did you honestly, know? Honestly, the screen is so small. I would like to see your face clearer to get a better idea. But I would have to go just by your actions and talking. So I need, I need time because I don't want to like, I'm very, I'm very good about that. I don't know. Yeah. My mom used to read me like instead of bedtime stories, my mom would read me <laughs> astrology. Yeah. And like, you know, she always would be dating a Gemini and she was an Aries. So she'd say like, this is the love signs that go together, that don't go together. And she'd tell me Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton were a Pisces and a Gemini. But I'm like, she would teach me all these things. I knew a lot about it. Based off of like the conversation that we had and the way that I talked, do you have like a sign that comes to mind? Not yet. I need time. Okay. If She'll it comes, you know. if it comes to you, just let me know. Just say, oh my gosh, I got okay. it. Okay. 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 So wait, Sharon, do you always tell people they look amazing or do you not? I bet you don't. You don't say anything unless they really do look amazing. Are you kidding me? This one, if someone doesn't look amazing, you can't imagine the face that she has on her face that I have to basically kick her and tell her to smile. Because she'll be like, I go like that. No, you're like, what And then I go like, yeah. And then, and then I think I'm not obvious by hitting Kyle. No, this one. Or pinching her or anything. There's nothing discreet about this one. And then, I, and then I'm like, it's bathroom time. We need, go, we need to go talk about <laughs> the situation. We need to discuss. We need to discuss the situation. <laughs> oh my wait, are you, a, are you a Gemini? No. Okay. But wait, try, get, I'll give you a couple more tries as we go along. Just like, you'll see. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair try. I will say fair try though. Because a lot of people... You're, you're an air sign? I'm a water sign. Okay, no. See, it's one two sizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll delete that and, and just keep trying. <laughs> keep trying. You make me look like I'm a better at astrology than I am. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, oh my God, I just want people to think that we like bonded so much on this show that you just got it the first time round. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, 
how do you spot someone who is who isn't as rich as they try to show? If their Birkin smells. <laughs> Sharon thinks you can that a, a fake Birkin smells different. It does. How does it smell? It smells. No, but by the way, it doesn't smell bad. What it is is I, I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. No, when she said that, I thought she was joking and being funny. It's just because this the, the, the smell of the uh, leather on the Birkin is very distinct. So when it's not that smell, she knows this is a, this is psycho. This is sick conversation. This is literally <laughs> crazy talk. But this is what she says, and I actually believe her. <laughs> she is the queen of Hermes. So you know, so, one time we were at a party, and I was like, Kyle, just lean down and smell. I swear. Sharon's like, <laughs> just smell like that. <laughs> Do you oh smell people's Birkins to see if they're phony? Like, she doesn't even need to tell me. This is the thing. When you've been friends for 26 years, she doesn't need to tell me. She'll go like this. <laughs> 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 all, I, all I get is that. And, a, and I'm like, I'm like oh. Okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's totally fine. It's just, it's just, she just happens to know. Well, Sharon doesn't tolerate a phony. I guess I have a talent. Sharon would not tolerate that. Though. She would not tolerate. <laughs> so th this is this was another question that I had later on. How many Birkins do you need to have to be a part of the crew? Answer that question, Sharon. Well, it's very simple. If you can count them, then you're not part of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How many do you have, Sharon? How many do you have? I'm going to be really honest with you. I do have a nice collection and I've yeah. never counted them because I'm very, very superstitious thanks to my life in Switzerland. And I feel like if I count them, then that's the end of the number and I'm never getting another one. So if I don't count them, then it's open and they just keep on coming. And luckily they have. You will never get an answer to her. She so, has the best collection of anyone I know. And I've tried to get the answer and she says, it's bad luck. Don't ever do that. Never count your person. So now, now people ask me, I know, but I say, I don't, I'm not, I don't know how to count, but I could count. <laughs> she, she has a very good one. You know what? I've never had such a deep conversation about Hermes before. It's very deep. These it's, are deep thoughts listen, by Kyle and Sharon. one day and we can have a whole hour podcast on Hermes. I, like, I feel like I've, I've gone to like a Hermes, like psychology course. Did you ever read the book, Bringing Home the Birkin? No, we no, highly oh recommend. God, you have to read it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's I feel like, so dumb. I could not pop read. And the funniest thing is, go ahead and laugh. It was a bestseller. It was a bestseller <laughs> because it's not just about the bags. It's about travel and the visualization they give you, and you know, whatever countries and the food and the people. So it's actually yeah. I saw also, Sharon's face, and Sharon's like, and it's about the bag. <laughs> Yeah, but it's actually it's yeah. actually a really good book. I mean, it's entertaining. It's not like a you know. It's a one day read. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, we love a one day read. We should okay. do a whole hour. We should do a podcast. You need just about this. <laughs> I'm telling it's you, it's deep thoughts by Kyle and Sharon. Yes, how to bring home. <laughs> or we can do one of those like uh, like contests where they show you the color and right away you say the, the name. Of I would I would lose that so fast. You know all the names I don't. <laughs> oh, because the colors have names, right? Yes. Yeah, I would fail that. My mom would win. How many units of Botox past the age of 40? You know, I don't know how many units. I, I'm actually somebody, I mean, I get accused a lot of doing a lot more things than I do, but um, I, I don't know. I just try to do not a lot, actually. I mean, if you can see, I, this is 
this is like a trick in Beverly Hills to be able to raise your eyebrows and do this. So yeah, I actually am not a big fan of doing a lot of that. And I don't even know. I always just say do minimal. I don't know. Do you know the numbers? I I don't know the numbers, but I have to say that you need to start way before 40. See, I don't I've know never what that asked. means. I haven't either. I don't know. I just say do it as little as possible because I have anxiety. And if they were to do too much and I felt like I couldn't move my forehead, I feel like I would have a panic attack. So my anxiety keeps me in check. <laughs> That's a fair point. I actually had a, my friend had like a terrible episode where she, I think she got stuck. She couldn't, she couldn't smile on oh, one God. eye. Yeah. I had, I had once where they put too much in this eye was closing and I didn't, I mean, I can't even talk about it. I get, I get anxiety. Let's talk about Birkins again. Yeah, let's talk about Birkins, but wait, wait, wait. So um, Sharon actually took you to face gym um, recommended by me. May I just add? Oh, Yes. yes, I love it. Yeah, that was my recommendation. Um, and Face Gym actually kind of, if you have bad Botox, if you go to Face Gym a couple times, it will like take it all out. I was really impressed with that place and it made me so relaxed. I loved it. I was like falling asleep while they were you know, massaging my face like that. And I really saw a difference in my skin. I bought it for my daughter who's like, you know, she's only 31, my eldest, but she loves to be, you know, ahead of the game, so to speak. So I'm like, you need to start going to this place. You're going to love it. And so relaxing. Ugh, I feel so Beverly Hills now. Maybe my dream will come true. Sharon, you haven't chatted about yes. Botox. I feel like you don't really do much Botox. I actually, well, I, I, I don't know what's considered much or not much, but I do, like, I do Botox twice a year and I have no idea how many syringes because I'm so nervous that I just wanted to, I just close my eyes and I'm like, do whatever you need to do. But please make me look natural because I don't like not natural. So look, also I used to do it. Most. I used yeah. to do it three times a year, and now I'm doing it twice a year. Twice Plus, a year. I feel like one of my biggest assets is being funny. So funny without expression would not be funny. So you can, you both should have a podcast. Now that I'm thinking about it, you should do like your deep Hermes conversation. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. Deep by thoughts. We can get we can and then we can go on Twitter and be abused. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. <laughs> Sharon would actually be the best person to be abused on Twitter because her comebacks would be, oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> telling you, I would end up in jail because I would, I would tell everybody off. We would need a bodyguard, full-time security after right. Sharon's mouth. One of my youngest daughter just walked in. She's a, uh, hi, Portia. Oh my gosh, I love anyway. Portia. She's so cute. I literally saw her grow up on TV, which is hilarious. She's gotten so big now this summer. Like I, can't, I look at it, I can't even believe it. She's like a big girl. Portia, peek your head and say hi quickly. Yes. Look at this. She's like a big girl now. Look at this. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Hi. She's so cute. Thank you. You've grown so much. <laughs> Sorry. You probably I started watching the show when she was still in a crib. She was literally a baby. It's crazy. Isn't that weird to think she literally was in a crib? Yeah. It's insane. Crazy. She looks so much like her dad. I cannot... It's crazy. Anyway. It's crazy, but she's she's so gorgeous. No cheating allegations over here. <laughs> Zero. Oh, There's no doubt people. who her father is. She's out in the other room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck these people. I cannot. Like the, but it's so. No, I'm saying people could accuse me. By the way, no one ever accuses me of cheating. Did you notice? Why not? But yeah, right. Why not? When you, oh, That's the one they should be worried about. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Wait, but that's actually a really good question. And I'm surprised no one's actually asked you this on a show before. Because yeah. no matter what they can say about Kyle, and I'm, I'm not here to defend her or anything, she is the most loyal person ever. She would never in a million years do that. 
but they don't accuse me, which right, is but offensive. When I say, <laughs> no, but when I'm saying you never portray yourself that way, like that's not even like option. Like you're such a good mom and a good wife that it would be like, what? Like it, like that would be like a, but just want somebody I, to say, come say there's, there's a story floating around. Okay. I'll leak it. Like Kyle, I'm like, you know, I mean, of all the things are going to make up a little something, a little, just act like there's some excitement going on or something like some shady stuff. No. Nothing. It's coming now after this podcast. <laughs> I'll leak. I'll leak something. Yeah, Sharon, you can leak it through me. I'll send it to all the press outlets. Ugh. Happily, I wouldn't even know who to call. Like one eight hundred gossip. I sorry, that made me really happy that you were like. It kind of hurts my ego. <laughs> <laughs> it would hurt my ego too. Where do you find the perfect dress to make sure that no one is wearing the same at an event in Beverly Hills? Because you know, I find that the options can sometimes be kind of limited when you're at like a wedding and you're wearing a gown. I seem I always, and I, I, I hate to say this because then I'm going to get my, it's not really a trick, but I would buy the room stores in New York, like Bergdorf's often because I knew the girls would be going to like Saks or Neiman's or designers they'd be pulling from in LA. So that was always like a, my go-to, but I think we're all kind of on to that now. But Sharon? I think if you really, really want to be the only one, you have to wear couture. I don't own one couture. Anything. It's the only way, I think, because I tried really hard for many years to not arrive to the <laughs> fashion shows with the same dress as somebody else, and I always ended up wearing Somebody else always was wearing the same dress as me. So one time I decided to pull a 20-year-old dress, and so nobody would have it, and I arrived to the fashion show, and the girl that was seating the people was wearing that dress, so that fucked me even more. So I guess I don't have the trick yet. I can't believe you admitted that on the podcast channel. Swear to God, that's what happened. I was like, oh my God, the girl seating the people is wearing my dress. I want to see I can't take Sharon anywhere, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So you, you go to the New York store, you say du couture. That actually triggered something in me because the whole Sutton thing with couture has really fucking bugged me on the show. Really bugged <laughs> me. Really bugged me. Because, you know, I love couture. I love all the things, you know. I'm a bougie bitch too. Great, great, great. But, like, I don't make people feel like shit because they're not that way. That really bugged me about her. But Kyle didn't say it. Sharon didn't say it. She probably would have said it if she had seen the show. I'm saying it. Okay. Um, but you know what? And in, 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 I mean, this is the thing. She's never been in the public eye. She's never had a camera in front of her face. I think she has said it and done certain things that made her come off, I don't know, a certain way, which always happens, by the way. But especially with someone who's never had any, um, you know, never been in front of a camera in any way, shape, or form. Like Camille Grammer. She wasn't an actress, but she was Kelsey's wife. So I think she got herself in maybe some trouble with some, saying some certain things, but she's actually uh, she's actually really nice and really sweet and really funny. I saw she's a sweet funny. side to her as the show went on, but in the beginning I was like, mm, no, thank you. I'm actually uh, personally not a fan of couture things, which, I mean, am I going to get in trouble for saying that? No. <laughs> no. To me, it's just too over the top. I just can't do the whole couture thing. I just said if you want nobody else to be wearing your dress, because most probably somebody will always be wearing your dress. How do you react when someone wears your dress? Are you embarrassed? Do you go say hi? Do you go, like do you take a selfie with them? What do you do? Well, we have it happen on the show this season. Well, Lisa Rona and Erica showed up with the same dress. And the, the funny thing about that was we we're on like a group text, um, some of us, and we're like, what are we wearing tonight? You know, and Erica said, I'm gonna wear a pink suit dress. 
And then Renner showed up in a pink suit dress and so did Garcelle. And I was like, why do they wear a pink suit dress? <laughs> she said she was wearing a pink suit dress. And then Eric and Renner had the exact, exact, exact same dress. And I had also actually looked at myself on that porte and didn't buy it. <laughs> they just laughed. We laughed because we we're like, ha ha, it happened on camera. Yeah. Do you, would you recommend not shopping on Net-A-Porter if you don't want anyone to have the same thing as you in Beverly Hills? Well, we all shop on there. So, I mean, that's, I think that's kind of why we started saying, what are you wearing now? Yeah. Because Lisa Renna and I, like, we both love this designer, Alex Perry from Australia. So I was like, uh-oh, what is she going to wear to the reunion? Because I'm going to wear Alex Perry. And I know she's going to want to wear Alex Perry. So I'm like, what color are you going to wear? <laughs> Everything's at the click of a button these days. You're going to take that chance uh, any, anywhere you shop. So that's true. you just have to have, you know, put it together with your own style. Honestly, I don't even understand what's the big deal about wearing the same thing like somebody else. Like, I mean, I, I, w- I think that's horrible. Look at us. I, I don't know. Like, exactly. Wouldn't it be so horrendous? That would be the worst. We went to, uh, we're in Aspen right now. We went to uh, my favorite hat store, Kimosabi in Aspen. And I got, because I like to collect hats. So this is one hat I got. It has my initials on the back. You see? Where is it? No, the lens is there. Yeah. There you go. And I, that's my, the, the brand I got there is the arrow. This one spends two hours with, I can't even tell you. She's got stars, well, I, I, initials, I have letters, five stars numbers. for the evil eye. I have my initials because I love myself. I have the initials of my kids and my husband with a heart because I can be, they can be lovely sometimes and I love them. And then I put a sticker inside that said, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Cause it just so felt like, like a good idea. this is a perfect example of putting your own twist of style on your things. Right. <laughs> but, but there's a the thing, you know, when you go to an event and you've like spent so long, like getting glammed, picking an outfit, there's something a little just annoying when you show up and someone has the same outfit as you, especially when you've taken so long to prepare for it. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Of course. I don't know if I've actually had that happen. No, me, I think I have one before. It's not a huge problem here. <laughs> It's not a huge problem in Beverly Hills. I mean, we're really having deep thoughts here. I mean, I'm going to get somebody like, of all the things that are going on in the world, how could you be talking about Hermes bags and people wearing the same outfit? You know what? I get a lot of people who come to me and say, how dare you? It's so fluffy. There's bigger shit to worry about. It's called entertainment, my friends. And if you don't like to be entertained. It's called taking a break from real life and having a laugh. And if you can get the joke, then you need to get off this podcast and go do some yoga or meditation. Or or listen to a podcast that wants to hear about politics. Exactly. Exactly. Or have a chamomile tea. I don't fucking... Oh, you guys say chamomile? Wait, you don't say chamomile? I say chamomile. Yeah, but now it's horrible. Out. Now I'm embarrassed that I say chamomile. <laughs> now I'm going to say chamomile. <laughs> I want to know what is the best spot to walk the dog when you don't want to be seen? I've never walked a dog. I have a dog walker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with, um, I mean, the best place. To, I don't know. You just wear a big hat. I don't know. I I, I walk my dog, but... um. Unfortunately, now in my house in LA, there's some big celebrities that have just uh, moved in very close to my house. So now there's paparazzi outside of my house. So when I um, leave, I look horrible, and they have horrible shots of me looking just disgusting. So the other, so then I was like, oh my god, my housekeeper was like, Senora, cuidado, hay paparazzi están afuera. So I'm like, oh my gosh, oh God, this is so annoying because I'm not used to that side of my house. So the other day I was getting dressed and I had like lip gloss, my hair's done. And my husband goes, where are you going to walk the dog? <laughs> I'm like, no, 
She thought I was getting ready to walk the dog, and I was worried about the paparazzi. But that's not the case. So, does the housekeeper sometimes walk the dog? No, I feel like with with my dogs, I have six of them, and uh, they're all my responsibility. So, every time I've brought one home, I'm scared that you know they're going to quit and be like, "We're out of here." So, I just do everything myself. I don't ask my husband or anybody. My kids, hopeless. I mean, I ask them, but they, you know, I may sit a Porsche walk, you know, the little one just in the backyard because I get nervous about, you know, the dog going out, but no, they're all, they're a big responsibility actually, but they're worth it. Yeah. So my most um, LA moment ever was bringing um, mini Luna to, to dog. The dog found. Yeah. With Sharon and she worked out with us and she was such a diva. Luna, can I? Oh my God. Well, you have to clarify that the dog pound is not a dog pound, you guys. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unless you want a Lucy, Lucy, Apple, Juicy, Apple, Apple juicy. whatever yeah. it was. Oh, my gosh. Please don't Lucy, Lucy, Apple, Juicy me. I No, I Dogtown is the name of a, a hip gym. gym in West Hollywood. I want to know what the best spot to be seen on a good hair day is. Like, you, you live in Beverly Hills. You want to be seen. Where do you go? I say if your hair looks good and you want to take advantage of it, walk down Cannon Drive because that's where all the restaurants are and that's where all the paparazzi hang out these days. It used to be Robertson that you couldn't, you know, walk down Robertson without having, you know, a million paparazzi. Now they're all on Cannon and like Beverly Drive, mainly Cannon. I say if you have a good hair day, go everywhere. If you have a bad hair day, stay home. So go everywhere. <laughs> Don't give people the satisfaction. <laughs> Or wear a hat. Or wear a hat. hat. You guys never have bad hair days. It's really frustrating. I want to know what is a a go-to wellness beauty treatment that never fails? A go-to wellness. A wellness. Beauty, um, like a facial, something that you do that never fails. Well, I I like to go to um, my facialist in LA, Karina, who she does this. uh, I'm sure if you watch the show, you've seen it on the show. With the big thing? Yeah. Yeah. And she does like... uh, What's it called? Microabrasion? Uh, What's it called? Microdermabrasion. She does dermabrasion and then she does um, oxygen and then she does the electricity that like tightens the muscles in your face. So if I have like a, you know, shooting the reunion or a photo shoot or something like that, I'll do it the day before. I have to say that the thing that works for me the most is this like ice cubes. It's like this liquid that you put in the freezer from Mila Merce. I think I'm pronouncing it well. I'm not sponsored or anything. Thank you. And I put them in the freezer and then you put them like in a little muslin bag and then you go like around the eye and it completely like depuffs, deswells. It's like a miracle. So yours is a DIY treatment. I love it. How very unsharon of you. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it takes. (laughs) If you want to survive in Beverly Hills, stay away from Dot, dot, dot. Oh my God. Toxic people. <laughs> I mean, so that list could go on. If you want to survive in Beverly Hills, I mean, yeah, stay away from toxic people. I know that sounds like a funny thing to say because of what I do, but um, we have conflict on the show and obviously it feels like that. But in my life, I don't have toxic people around me. And I'm someone who doesn't not like any drama in my life whatsoever. But just, I'm sure people are laughing, but you know, you know, you, you do a show like that. Yes, we have issues. We work through them, but I don't have drama in my life. I don't, I don't have. I, I, Drama's your job. It's like me, my interviewing is my job. So when I'm like on a date with someone or in my private life, I'm not super talkative. I'm actually pretty quiet. So, well, it's like when people are, you know, I mean, 
I'm not going to use Ellen as an example because of everything that's going on right now. But, you know, when someone's very funny and they're known for being funny and that's their job, you know, a comedian, and then you meet them and they're not like making you laugh. They're like, oh, you know, they weren't very friendly. I'm like, it's not her job to entertain you. She's off duty, okay? Yeah. <laughs> what, no, um, I agree. What's your what's strategy? Your stay away from what? If you want to survive in Beverly Hills. Stay north of Sunset. <laughs> Only the people that live in Los Angeles will understand that. It's a definitely inside joke, yes. So as Beverly Hills people, we know that the beauty treatments there are very advanced. I think the number one capital in the world for advanced beauty treatments. So what is a beauty treatment that you guys recommend that never fails? I, I, I think that for me, you know... Um, the thing that's been the biggest game changer for me, and I'm not talking about like facials or, you know, getting Botox or whatever, has honestly been my teeth. Sarah, <laughs> uh, tell me to, about this. Yeah, and I, I went to, I was looking on Instagram and I used to always smile with my mouth closed. Every picture you will see of me forever, I'm like, I was always like that. And I'd be like, having so much fun today. And um, people would say like, well, you don't look like you're that happy. And uh, I, so I found Dr. App on Instagram and I met with him when I was in New York doing press for the show. And I thought, well, I'll just meet him. I don't know if I'm really going to go through with this. And it's honestly been the biggest game changer it, for, for me. Like when I see myself smile in pictures and I'm always like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did that. Now I don't like to look at any pictures from before that. Yeah, and Sharon before, did the same thing. We call thing. it before Appa and after Appa. Yeah. yeah, I went right after her. Yeah, you told me the first time we had dinner, you were like, Kyle was like, you have to go. And I actually noticed a huge difference in both of you. In the, in, like, I, can, I, I was actually, we were having lunch yesterday, and I said, I cannot believe all these years you let me go out of the house without going to Dr. Appa. It's ridiculous. I'm so embarrassed. I couldn't even pinpoint before what bugged me about my smile because my teeth weren't bad. But I was like, I don't like the way I look when I smile. I don't know what it, I can't really figure out what it is. And now I'm like, ugh, I, I literally can't, I, I just have to delete every, I will not use any photo pre-Dr. Appa. <laughs> so it's the kind of thing you notice and you're like, wow, she looks good. What has she done? But you can't pinpoint what it is because it's natural. Do you know what I mean? Well, it makes you look younger, like whiter teeth make you look younger. Yeah. For sure. I mean, the only I think, bad thing about doing your teeth with like this is that, Everybody that sits next to you, if they didn't go, they're fucked. They cannot smile. <laughs> no, I feel like, so bad for people sitting next to me if they haven't gone. I'm like, I ah, don't smile. No, Sharon's terrible. like, you ruined my life. Now all I see are people's teeth. <laughs> it's true. Now, now Sharon's gonna have Sharon's gonna make me get my teeth done because you know what she oh, does. Thank you when you come back to LA. Yeah, no, Sharon. Sharon will call me and be like, Diana, oh my gosh, like look at this person. I'm taking you. We're, we're getting lip fillers or something. She, she's like, I'm getting you the fillers. <laughs> like Sharon, like enables me to do shit. <laughs> Why not? And, we're the beauty. Aren't we the beauty capital of the world? <laughs> the beauty capital of the world. You know, it's fair enough. Um, I want to know what to spend on to look premium if you have to choose like what is something that is a non-negotiable that you have to spend on that would have been my teeth <laughs> isn't it a bag um, what, isn't it like a bag say it, the question again is what is a non-negotiable to spend a no, look so what to spend on to look premium like to look expensive expensive stuff because I'll be smelling if it's not. <laughs> no, but, but, but if you pick one thing, like for example, for, for me, if I want to look casual but still premium, I'll wear like a basic tee, but then I'll have a nice bag. 
So I'll spend right. on the bag. I would have to say the bag. The I bag, mean, the bag and the shoes. The bag. I, 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 I'm a very um, casual person normally, honestly. Like right now I have on just loose jeans and like basically these like little like Birkenstock type of shoes. But I like to have a nice bag. But I always notice people's shoes and their bags. Oh, I notice their shoes more than anything because I feel like shoes, not a bag. Not a piece of jewelry, because that, you know, a man could have bought you that or whatever. Shoes tell me everything about someone. I mean, you could be, you know, when I remember when I was back in the day when I was single, I would look at someone's shoes and be like, nope, deal breaker. It tells you a lot about someone. That's a fair point, because people buy their own shoes. Like, unless, you know, people go and yeah. buy their own shoes, because you wear them, you feel comfortable in them, you have to try them. Like, that's a good but you, point. But if someone has style, they can have, you know, be chic and whatever kind of, even if it's, like I said, like a cool. Sharon right now has on, like, Louis Vuitton Birkenstocks. But she looks cool. I, I, I have on, like, these, these I got I got with Sharon in Croatia. <laughs> if someone, this is, a, this is a deal breaker for me if I sell someone with those. But I'm an Aspen, so it doesn't count. <laughs> but I would say, yeah, the bag, the bag. The bag. What's, what is it for you, Sharon? <laughs> It has to be the bag. It has to be the bag. I mean, it has to be the queen of that. It has to be the bag. So what to save on if you still want to look premium? Like what is something that you can allow yourself to not spend too much on, but you We're still want to- We're going to start cracking up right now. We don't well, like saving. <laughs> Sharon doesn't like the word save or budget. budget. So please don't restrike that from the vocabulary. Um, I'm, I'm teasing. Okay, I will say, say, save on your underwear. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, so for me, um, I think there's a lot of ways that you can save. I'm actually very, like, Sharon will tell you, like, in Rome, I had on, like, a, a, my favorite, like, blazer with, like, sneakers, but then my, and, like, Louis Vuitton sneakers, but my leather pants were actually pleather, and they were from Zara, and I love them. Can I please remind you what happened when you were bragging about your leather no, pants? No, that wasn't the Zara ones. Those are the expensive ones that rip. The expensive ones rip, and the Zara ones don't. Yes, I swear. Everybody I know buys expensive leather pants. They rip. So I love things from Zara that are plain, but also um, like beauty stuff. Um, like for my hair, I, I have some expen more expensive things I use, but they're actually not better. I love Pantene, and I really do think it's a great product for your hair. I've always said that. And I'm not a spokesperson for them. I don't know why they've never asked me <laughs> to be, <laughs> because I've been talking about them for years. <laughs> but, I mean, I just don't think you need a lot of, spend a lot of money that you do not. What is it for you, Sharon? I'm actually excited to know what that is for you. Nothing. <laughs> That's a really hard one. I think we're going to have to come back to that one in our next episode. <laughs> no, no, but Sharon, come on. Like, you wouldn't buy a basic from Zara and, like, pair it with, like... Of course. I'm just joking. All my yeah. t-shirts are from The Gap. Like, that's all I wear is Gap t-shirts. And I wear t-shirts every day. You know that. Even when I'm wearing a blouse, I wear, I wear a t-shirt on, like... Let me Monday. look. Let me look. This one's... Oh, she's... Oh, Prada. Oh. You, look, trying to be a humble spice. You know what? <laughs> All of my she was trying, okay, she was trying to come up with an answer. I said underwear and socks. I, I know. Wear socks. I know. She's, Guess what? Don't wear socks. This is what she's being conservative on these days. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. She's not doing the the bougie masks. No bougie. Masks. I'm over the, the the bougie mask. I feel like the 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 surgical mask is like is it's having the way a moment. to go. <laughs> a moment. It's kind of having a. You moment. You don't want to look like you're trying too hard. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
First, it's like you pray that it's going to go away soon. So why invest on something that you're not going to use I for have long? so many masks. So many. You know, I went on a date in London and we both had to wear masks in the Uber when he picked me up and it was the most awkward moment in my whole entire life. And so I decided to like make it the humorous thing and I wore gloves with the mask and I was like, we may as well make this funny because it was just so fucking awkward. Like this guy's picking me up in an Uber and I have to wear a mask and we were just like, well, that would be really weird dating. That would be very weird. I, and I also feel bad. Um, I mean, I can't imagine going on a date wearing a mask. That is really bizarre to me. But I also, I don't like when I'm walking my dog and I see like a baby in a stroller and I think they don't see anybody smiling at them. It bothers me. And I'm like, so now whenever I see a baby, I just go like this because I'm like, I hope they can tell that I'm smiling. Can you imagine being a baby and you're looking, everybody has their face covered. That's creepy. That is creepy. That is such a good like representation of how sweet you are. Um, Sharon just told me how sweet <laughs> I you are. I told you. I know that makes me that makes me kind of want to cry, and I don't. And I'm not really a crier, <laughs> but it's so fucking sweet. I, Sh- Sharon, true. what do you do when you see babies? Are you like, ah, <laughs> like scaring them away? <laughs> Sharon's actually, like, what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 I scare them just make so they cry. No, I love babies. So, um, so I want to know in LA, what is a car no go? A car, for me, it's a minivan. My husband tried to get me to get a minivan so many times and saying, it's so convenient. The door will open when you're on your way back. He was totally trying to sabotage me. He didn't want me to be like, you know, look available maybe driving around town. But that to me as a woman, I'm like, I'm sorry. I know if you have, if you have like six kids, you really don't have a choice. But it's just sort of throwing in the towel. Right. What's the old Sharon? I hate Corvettes. Always have, always will. <laughs> Corvette <laughs> of all the things. I can too. I cannot. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to Mauricio. Is it funny that both our husbands are Mauricio? Terrible. I'm gonna talk to Mauricio and um, I'm gonna have him get you a Corvette, a Corvette. but all like all souped up. Yeah. So like that so it's to extra love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So everybody turns around and sees him. I might get myself in a little bit of trouble here, but I have a personal car no go. You might have that car, but for me, it's like a no go. It's the G wagon. <gasps> well, let me tell you a funny story about this. So okay. I, um, okay. Thanks. I, I Sorry, Sharon. Got a and Sharon has been ordered and arriving for soon when she gets back to LA, but it's my first one. And I don't, I don't know how I'm going to like it to be honest, because I'm really a Range Rover person. But when a guy drives it. The truth is I, I've always liked them and I've always liked them when I see them and my eldest daughter drives one, but I've always like, you know, love my Range Rover and, but my, since the quarantine, I haven't even been driving and we, you know, I have all my daughters in their car. So we got rid of my Range Rover and my husband had the G wagon and I just sort of took it. So I'll see if I like it. We'll see how it goes. I, I literally always put my foot in it. It's my signature move at this point. But then who am I to talk? Because you know what? I currently have no car because I'm stuck in the fucking Swiss village. <laughs> I'm literally stuck in the Swiss village. We're going to have to take a picture of our cars and send them to you. <laughs> We're not driving anywhere right now, so I don't even no. care. I'm like, if I don't like the car, I'm going to change it. But I don't, I mean, we're not driving. We're not, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Is there a place or an activity or something that you do that makes you feel a sense of normalcy? Because you don't really know it, but LA really isn't that normal of a place um, compared to other places in the world. For me, it's where I am right now in Aspen, Colorado. 
Okay. Because it's just, you know, we're, um, I, I literally just ride my bike everywhere to, to lunch, to dinner, to the market, or I walk to the market and I'm in the mountains and hiking by the river. Like, so that's, it just makes me, I know this sounds extremely cornball, but like being in nature makes me feel very like centered and reduces my anxiety tremendously. Yeah. Is that the same for you, Sharon? No, I feel (laughs) (laughs) for going to Europe. Why? Why is that? I think I have more of a European mentality, to be honest with you. And I do, I have like an old school mind. So I do like, like proper manners, like getting dressed to go, you know, for dinner and like, you know, long conversations, things like that. So for me, like going to Europe just gives me like a sense of being like educated, I guess, or normal. I don't know. I, I, I know it sounds weird, but that's when I feel the most like yeah normal. I love that you said that because I, I've noticed that coming back because, you know, I've never been in Europe for this amount of time. I've been here for four months. And in Europe, people don't really do small talk as much as they do in America. People really right. do get like deeper in conversations. And I was in American thinking, I'm so fucking smart, like such a baller. And then I came back to Europe and I was like, wait, maybe I got dumber and I'm not that smart because people don't know because the conversations are more surfaced in America. It's not right. It's, it's, it's more small talk. I feel like people do a lot more small talk. Um, like honestly, Europeans really love life and know how to live it much better. Like everything is just about beauty and really enjoying life as opposed to just like being ants and, you know, just like, running 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 i feel like there's a lot of that especially in la where you just like never have time for anything as opposed to europeans really take their time and really like appreciate life much more i cannot do small talk i cannot do small talk i mean i just tune out (laughs) this is because when you're like i know this sounds corny for me but when you're like real people small talk is just such a waste of time and energy like it's a waste of my energy like i don't want to just I can't just acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge and be like, oh, oh, and like focus on something that I literally am not interested in. Sharon, we got a little 1% of namaste from you, which I didn't expect on this episode. <laughs> a little namaste. A little namaste from me. <laughs> I, I want to know what is the best place to get your first dog? You have to rescue 100%. I'm a big believer in that and a promoter of that. My six dogs, I love them and they're a completely different animal when they're rescued. And so you have to rescue them. doesn't matter where you get them from as long as you're rescuing them and having them fixed. I have yeah. to agree with that. Luna's a rescue. Where did she go? I'm She's our latest rescue. I'm a rescue right now. I just sent in my application today. Lovely. Yeah, it's actually not, they don't make it that easy always, but for, for good reason. So but, are you um, completely against like buying from a breeder? 1000%. There are so many amazing dogs that uh, need homes and so many dogs that are put down because there's not enough people for all the animals that are out there. So it makes it, it really bothers me. My, all my dogs, I mean, have you ever seen my dog Storm? Yeah. My big fluffy Lamberger, she was yeah. a rescue. My German Shepherds are rescues. They're, they're amazing dogs out there. You don't need yeah. to do that. I know it's not like, snap your fingers you're gonna get the maybe the one that's the perfect fit right away but there is it's out there i bought my two dogs i admit it but i I didn't know the how much of a big problem it was but but your first one not really because that came from outside of the elephant bar in covina well yeah (laughs) yeah my dog and her dog are 
uh, two brothers. Yeah. From the same yeah, litter. but it wasn't like a, a going to like a big breeder thing. No, yeah. not at all. It was just no. bought outside of the elephant bar in Covina. Yeah. And right. I was like, look at this dog. Sharon's like, I'll take the brother. And then I have another one. But now after seeing all the problems that there is with all this like dogs, for sure. Like I said, I just, I'm for sure never buying another dog. I'm adopting. I asked you that, Sharon, because I also bought my dog. You know, coming from Switzerland, we don't really have stray dogs. You look into the rescue things and there's like, two dogs available you know what i mean wow uh, it's not really in our culture like the the do- owners they live in farms in switzerland like dogs aren't really stray mm-hmm. dogs you know so we we buy dogs here and it's actually very hard to find a, a a cheap dog because they're all you know breeders and it's it's a different culture we don't have that you know we don't have all come this- to la we'll find you a good dog I mean, I my friends always put me on the case. They're like, I'm looking for this breed. I'm like, right. I've got it. Cause I follow so many um, different rescues in LA that have the best dogs. I was going to ask something, but I'm not going to ask that. Cause I just don't care about Lisa Vanderpump. Um, so I want to <laughs> ask you about a, I want to oh, ask my God. You, Yeah, I know we won't get into that because you know what? We know, we know. I, I, I don't hate her. I, I, you know, I was very close with her for a long time. And unfortunately, you know, our friendship was a casualty of the show and we haven't spoken since, but I have no ill feelings toward her. I mean, I bumped into her only twice actually since everything's happened. You don't really bump into people in LA. Actually you do in Beverly Hills, I guess. I do. I do. do. I bumped into her at Neiman's actually twice. (laughs) I spoke to her once at Neiman's, saw her once and like kind of hid. And then I saw her at, um, what's it called? Ebaldi in Beverly Hills. I want to know from both of you, um, who is a housewife that isn't on the show anymore that we must follow on Instagram and what they're up to? Well, I'll go first while she thinks. Mine's a very simple answer. If they're not on the show, they're irrelevant. Don't follow them. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, so I'm cutthroat. Not. So cutthroat. Please make sure that that is not very clear. That that's Sharon, this is what you're going to, we're going to need security. All right, we'll get it. <laughs> um, I would say I'm trying to remember like people that have been there and haven't. Oh, Eileen, 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 Eileen Davidson. Yeah, I love Eileen. Um, I miss her on the show, and also my sister Kim. You know, but um, Eileen, you know, she's just her husband just did some movie or something. So she's just a great, she's a great person. So I, Kim and Eileen, follow them. <laughs> Or don't. It's kind of like we have the little like angel and then the devil, but the angel has dark hair, the devil has blonde hair. <laughs> you see? <laughs> We're very similar in our own ways too, but um Sharon's definitely uh feistier in that sense. Sharon, doesn't it remind you of my friendship with Elaine? Where like Elaine 100%. Is, like, the little 100%. nice one and then like the feisty one? A hundred percent. Well, you need the yin and the yang. Well, you need to come to LA next time so we can do it in person. We'll do yes. it in person. I mean, I need to, you know, I need to be able to get on a plane back, which is a whole, you know, I still have my apartment. I, I still, I still have my apartment in LA, which whatever. That's not the what point. What time is it there? What's our time difference? It's 1.30 in the morning now. Oh my God. I'm and we right. need to go buy another hat. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. yeah no. Now I think I look very cute in them. Probably I'll regret it later, I, but for it, now I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. Maybe I should get one. Send me a link. I'll order one. But guys, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Kyle, you don't understand what this means to me. I have been. Aww. 
Thank that you. That's so very long. sweet. I can't believe I wasn't like choking during this interview because literally my favorite thing I've ever done on the podcast. Thanks, Sharon, for making this happen. I mean, not that you need it, but like, can you just tell everyone where they can find you? On Instagram, Kyle Richards 18. On Twitter, Kyle Richards. Sharon, where they can find you? Please don't find me. She's (laughs) private. I'm private. I was still private, okay? (laughs) Please don't come looking for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for your time. It was nice talking to you. It was so nice talking to you. This was so much fun. And you guys go buy more hats. That was a lot of fun. I know that for Kyle, it's like one other, one more thing. But for me, that was a lot of fun. Aww, so like, no, so it was fun. I appreciate it. Thank you. We Thank love you. you. Take care. Bye. Bye. I got some, some presents from Switzerland. Oh, wait. Chocolate. What sign are you? Scorpio? Jet, or, or, what sign are you? No, she said water. It has to be... Uh, it's water. Pisces. Oh, I'm Pisces. Pisces. I would not have guessed that. I'm like Sharon. I'm a bitch, but I'm the sweetest person you'll ever meet. The sweetest like, bitch you ever met. Thank you so much for listening to the You Can't Sit With Me podcast. Just a quick reminder, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It is the most helpful and supportive thing you can do for this show. Also, if you would like to engage in the conversation yourself, you're welcome to request to join the secret Facebook group. It's called You Can't Sit With Me. Don't forget to look for it. But all really annoying and thirsty plugs aside, hope you enjoy this episode.